We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Little Legends Podcast is a Prediction Esports production. Support us by subscribing to the Prediction Esports Podcast channel on your favorite podcast provider. Hey guys, welcome back to the Little Legends Podcast. I am your host, Blevins. Joining me as always is Boop. What's up, man? Yeah, feeling a little under the weather, but this is uh, going to be the medicine that I need to to feel better. Uh, talking about the patch, talking about some Dodge, probably some Yordles. Uh, I'm super excited for this episode, Blev. Yeah, this is a big one. This is certainly a big one for a number of reasons. Uh, the, I mean, definitely the biggest of which is 9.19, which if you're listening to this in future podcast realm, in the future podcast world, we are recording this about an hour and a half. No, yeah, about two, two-ish hours uh, after the patch notes preview was released so this is i i did a very quick skim through before but this is basically our literal first reactions to this patch uh the finality of it i haven't even taken the time to really internalize what a lot of the numbers and changes are going to mean so we're going to be talking that out and having our normal patch preview discussion uh that's going to be the biggest part of the show here today but we do have of course at the top of the show a little bit of housekeeping as always Guys, biggest thing here is, uh, of course, we are part of the Prediction Esports Network. Make sure, if you have not already, go on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider and subscribe to the Prediction 
eSports feed. That's Prediction with two E's. That's the biggest way to support the show right now. Uh, we got our download numbers in from last week. Not bad, not bad, but I, I got to say we're not number one on the network yet, and I really want to be. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's, do, uh, let's get those numbers up as soon as we can, and uh, that will be great. Um, in that vein, we got some brand new iTunes reviews, actually, Boop. And we can take, uh, we can take turns reading these as we got three new ones. Boop, do you want to take the first one here? Yeah, I'll take the first one. Uh, this one's from uh, Bendit. And, uh, before we start, hashtag be like Bendit's, guys. Uh, the first one be is a like five-star Bendit. review. Team Fight Tactics and Little Legends podcast brought me smiley face <laughs> it looks like a good mix of quality gaming pods i'm a big fan of the team fight tactics and the little legends podcast smart move picking them up thanks for supporting my boys blev and boop i'll have to check out some of your other casts that was on the prediction esports uh channel for yep. the itunes review so thank you so much and uh i just want everyone to know uh blev and i do have a celebrity couple name it's bloop yeah so if you don't feel like if you don't feel like <laughs> typing in blev and boop you can just go bloop and we'll know who you're talking to Yes, that is that is our celebrity couple name, Bloop, because Boo Le- actually Boo Levens, maybe for October, that's what we should be. <laughs> yeah, Boo that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Brought to you by Boo Levens. Brought to you by um, Boo Levens. <laughs> God. Hey, we made it much further than normal before going on a tangent this time around. Uh, so I'm really true. proud of us. We, I mean, we we really were. Proud of us. <laughs> We casted last night, and we went on a tangent before we talked about anything else that was going on. It was uh, <laughs> it was probably We're not a good idea, but uh, and we'll talk about that. Profession. Yes, we will talk about that tournament uh, coming up. But our hashtag be like Bedits uh, campaign continues because he did or or she, I guess I don't know. They left a uh, another review on our actual little legends podcast feed quickly becoming a tft and little legends podcast super fans uh super fan thanks for the consistent quality episodes with a game that changes so fast i'm terrified to play tft without first making sure i'm up to date with the latest cast you guys are uh you guys take a very in-depth look into the game cover all the important actionable info and do it in a friendly easily digestible format seriously helpful and sincerely thank you from Bennett's. Thank you, Bennett's, for leaving that review. And that's just, that's great because I think, you know, a little bit of insight into uh, our minds before we even started the cast. We, uh, when, when I approached Boop to do this show, we were brainstorming how we should, how we should do the show. We, you know, do we want to be the professionals talking about professional, uh, high level play? Uh, spoiler alert, neither of us are good enough to do that. <laughs> but even if we were, you know, there's so many, you know, Scara, Disguise Toe. I mean, you name the pro, they're making a, a YouTube video with, with high-level content uh, in terms of high-level play. And, you know, we really wanted to be the sort of more personable, the the every the every person's show. Uh, and, and I really think, uh, you know, that came across uh, in your review there, Bennett. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, man. And so the next one is uh, from a Bumpkin 65 one five uh five stars again almost essential podcast i, I wonder what we could do to get you over to uh delete that first word yeah i'm wondering, but, uh, where, I'm wondering I know... <laughs> where the precipice of of essential podcast is 
Yeah, since I no longer have a bunch of time to sit down and research what the new meta is, it is nice to have it spoon-fed to you while at work. This entertaining and informative podcast will give you lots of tips and tricks that are essential for new players and low-rank players without boring you to death. Even listening to the first episodes is fun, even with outdated information. Oh, that's nice. Also, it is great... Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. Also, it is great talking about champs that can carry, but could you also talk about ways to counter those champs? Uh, <laughs> of course we can. That's uh, that's good feedback. Overall, A-plus podcast. Keep it up. Thank you that's so much, awesome. Bumpkin. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys so much for that. Uh, and, and, and make sure if you are listening, if you're listening right now, on your phone, just hit that hit that review button. Leave a review, and we will read it on the show as long as it's PG. We'll we'll edit it. We'll we'll censor it ourselves if it's not PG thirteen for whatever reason. But leave a review. Every single one helps on both ours and the prediction feed. Really does help. And and yeah, actually, uh, boop because I I have. Uh, access into the the download numbers for the episodes. People are actually going, but like some of our some of our older episodes are actually uh, still picking up some steam. So that's that's nice. It's, it's it's actually kind of fascinating which ones are are performing so well, uh, and even the old ones are like getting getting views from new people coming in. So thank you everyone who's going back and listening to the full series from the beginning. Uh, I thank you. I've done that with podcasts that are like hundreds of episodes, and I'm like, nope. I like this podcast. I'm listening to it from the beginning. I actually listened to him on 2x speed and can try to catch up. I'm almost caught up on one of my favorite podcasts. But let's move on. Ooh, actually, one last piece of housekeeping that I almost forgot and is actually pretty big. Uh, Boop and I just finalized the initial details of our Patreon page. So we are now officially on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash little legends podcast. You can support us there. We've got a number of different tiers uh, of all shapes, sizes, and pledge amounts. Uh, We are actively working on different rewards and whatnot. So if you have any ideas for different rewards you'd like to see on Patreon, different goals you'd like us to hit. I know the <laughs> Sean Connery meets Deckard Kane skit was a oh uh, <laughs> was a highly requested thing <laughs> across multiple platforms. So <laughs> that is the first goal up there. If you have any ideas for that, go to the Discord, discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast. We have a show suggestions text channel there. Leave them there. Tag myself or Boob, and we will take a look at those. And uh, we are actively looking to add more rewards to the tiers already. Yep, super excited about it. It's a, just a great way to support the community even more. It helps us out to provide even better content, even yep. better quality content, and uh, come support us. Yeah, absolutely. So patreon.com slash Little Legends Podcast if you have any questions. Let us know. But let's talk about our week in TFT. Boop. Anything fun and exciting happened for you? Well, I had a I had a pretty slow week. Uh, usually I get a couple games in a day, but I was off visiting family uh, over the weekend. I had to miss fight nights because of it. I, I like how I say that. Like, you missed game oh, night. Man. You didn't miss fight night. <laughs> Fight night was oh, yeah, on I Monday. was game nights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so uh, I like how I'm all, like super disappointed. I oh, had to see family. Right? <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't game with the bros. Uh, but uh, it was it was it was good. We actually went to the Washington State Fair mm. and we made a killing on carnival <laughs> games. Everyone won something. I actually nice. won something off the ring toss. 
wow. which is uh, pretty difficult to do. That's right. Uh, I used to work in the theme park industry, and I, that's one of the ones that you rarely win. And my sister won, you know, the clown game where you have to hit the clowns? And uh-huh. so they were, like, rigging it against us, and they were like, oh, you have to knock the clowns down onto the ground in order for it to count. And she was the only person, apparently, that was able to do it that whole day. So congratulations uh, to her and even my mom, as cute as she is, got the horse racing game and we were just making a killing and we got about seven stuffed animals, which equals about $100 worth of uh, game time. <laughs> so I would say we are about like diamond to masters players at the Washington <laughs> State Fair. Um, we're challenger level uh, carnies here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but in, in terms of uh, in terms of. Teamfight Tactics, I played a game before we played uh, Fight Nights because I needed to get warmed up, and I ended up winning off of, like, this weird, like, five glacial elemental uh, Hmm. team comp. Uh, It just, like, countered everyone that was in the lobby. Nice. Uh, And so it it ended up just working out, and I got back up to Plat 3, which is fun. That's kind of, like, where I like to live. And so, uh, yeah, that's been, and I was, uh, got to some, you got to eat a bunch of oysters. I had 15 oysters at a buffet and with some crab legs. But yeah, that was, uh, that was my week. Yeah, I, oh man, I'm doing it again. I'm saying yeah too much. Uh, chat, make sure you yell at me every time I say yeah, because I need to, I need to like, just like spray bottle like, uh, like a dog. But <laughs> like, a sh- we should just get you a shot collar. I will, I, I will control it, right? <laughs> I don't know if you can time. do ding, that, but every ding, time ding. it's just like, Puh. that. that's good content, man. That's, that's going up on Patreon. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Get, get a, get a shot collar every time I say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, man. I wonder if we could make like a a chat command from it. Oh, God. There's no way I am tying my physical pain to chat because that's just a recipe for death. But speaking of recipes for death, I had a a roller coaster weekend for me with TFT. I finally saw, or not, I finally saw, I finally figured out, or I did actually see a comp that has sorcerers and shapeshifters in it that I actually can run to some success. I know I've known for a while that shapeshifters and or sorcerers are such a powerful comp. And I've just never been able sorcerers has been the bane of my existence in terms of playing it. I've just never been able to get it to work. And now with the twisted fate and the, uh, the Lulu comp, the four wild, uh, actually the Chinese four wild comp, which I believe it was Ace of Spades posted the video. Uh, at least the one that I saw going over that four wild comp. I ran that a bunch, or at least I added it to my repertoire of uh, comps that I can build. And I think I really, you know, I, I had a, a roller coaster weekend. I think I ended up a couple of points. Uh, I, I only ended up a few points away from where I started. I don't remember if I was plus or minus on the weekend, but I went super far down and super far up and ended up right about where I left off in diamond four. Uh, but Having that comp in my repertoire really, I think, it broadened my uh, ability to play as just a player in general. Because now, before, I was very focused on ranger comps and draven comps. That's really where I lived. Uh, So if I didn't have a bunch of bows and a bunch of swords, I would be really weak if I had these sort of giant's belts and needlessly large rod items. Because I'm like, well, I can have the draven. But if he has like a seraph's embrace on him, it's like it's not good. Like, uh, so having this comp that can 
use items that don't require bows necessarily was really good for me in broadening my horizons uh, as a player and just broadening my spread of comps that I can play was really good. So I definitely suggest learning other comps um, that not only use different units, but use uh, that rely and are amplified by different types of items. I think that really leaves you even more open, which is one of the most important things you can do in team fight tactics. But let's move on here and talk about some of the news of the week. Big piece of news here is, of course, Heroes Hearth Fight Night happened last night when, and you've got both of the casters right here. Myself and Boop <laughs> did cast the tournament. And Boop, what were your initial thoughts? Uh, this was your first time casting Fight Night. I had one other fight night. I, technically, I had two fight nights under my belt. One as a player, one as a caster. This was your first experience into the Heroes Hearth fight night realm. What were your thoughts on it? Oh, I thought it was amazing. I thought, like, immediately what was really cool about it is I felt welcome, right? Going into any, mm -hmm. like, new community, there's a little bit of apprehension, right? Sure. But uh, this one, I, I shouldn't have had it, right? These, <laughs> these peeps in this community were... We're awesome. Like, yeah. I, I have nothing but, like, great things to say. I was a huge Heroes of the Storm player, so I was, like, latently aware of this community uh, from other stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, I finally, like, dove in. Thanks to Blev for bringing me in. And everyone involved was super cool from Jules and Alex, who was helping out in Twitch chat, and all the players. Yep. It was it was so so awesome so definitely check them out they're definitely they're they're friends of ours and a friend of our communities and we'd love to uh, spread the love uh, for us as well and they let us plug our own podcast yeah. on their on on, <laughs> on on their production which is super cool uh other than that it's just like a good time to cast with you know a good butt of mine and uh look over some really cool tft and see how the pros the pros do it and uh, get involved in Heroes, uh, Heroes Hearth a little bit more in the future, hopefully. Because, again, I cannot say this enough. Everyone was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Really great tournament. Uh, really just, just like a nice community-focused tournament. All the proceeds uh, from the bits going back into the pot there. So really just a, just a great tournament. And high level. I mean, a lot of these players, if not all of them, are – well, they're all at least um, – Grandmaster and above, and there's a lot of challenger players, of course. Our boy, Sinksy Boy, from our own community, <laughs> was in there representing uh, burning, burning, burning bright early, but uh, not quite getting there. Oh, and Sphinx is in the chat now, too. <laughs> Sinksy Boy, burning bright early, not quite getting there in the end, but we did actually see. Uh, we saw our returning, the returning champion from last uh, fight night, Jinx JK, end up getting second. And actually, this this tournament was crazy because it was super close at the end. Every single, with the exception of two players, so six out of the eight players all had a chance to be in the top three going into the last round. And we ended the last round with a three a three way tie, which I I. Which is insane, right? And we ended up seeing <laughs> we ended up seeing uh, Faye, the Queen of Fight Night, or at least what we have who we have declared as the Queen of Fight Night, uh, ended up winning the tiebreaker. Uh, Jinx JK, who again I said uh, got second, was the returning champion, and Raditz uh, also was tied there. Ended up getting third. They'll all three of them be invited back to the next Fight Night, which will be announced uh, at some point in the future. Make sure you're following. Uh, Heroes Hearth TFT on Twitter uh, for that update. We'll also, I'm sure, tweet it out as well. 
one one interesting thing, Boop, about this tournament was that we really didn't see Void Assassins in this lobby. No, uh, a guy named Zeus was the one that tried to run it. He tried to force it two times, never got the spatula. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, well, you know, normally you would say that's a feels bad, but I don't, I don't know if that is the correct definition if you're avoiding void yeah. assassins. Um, <laughs> and then he finally did get it, and then got fifth. And so it yep. wasn't the end-all, be-all that uh, I think some people expected. Uh, the other thing that was a couple other things that were really odd were not a ton of ash at all yep. uh until like the very end and we saw a ton of gunslingers uh mm-hmm. to, to varying degrees of success uh sphinx boy uh, understands <laughs> that uh but yeah but going back to the void assassins i just wanted to say i'm sorry mort i know that <laughs> last time i got a i got a little emotional talking about void assassins and balance and all this and the you know this this and that but it really wasn't uh, an issue uh even when someone was able to run the full void assassins with a level three zed and a level three cast in with i believe the appropriate items on them too it still wasn't enough to get into the top four so obviously there are counters but it's just it still just feels bad to lose against and i think that's really mm-hmm. what it kind of boils down to and where a lot of those feelings come from but more to you were Maybe I should not have gone so hard. That's a t- tip of the hat uh, to you and the balance team. And this next patch, it's probably going to be a lot harder to run anyway. And so, yeah, not a lot of Void Assassins, not a lot of Elemental Ranger Glacial that we saw right. a ton of in the Omega, Omega Esports League. But mm-hmm. lots of lots of ASOL, lots of NAR, lots of Shapeshifters, yep. and lots of Gunslingers. Yeah, the Gunslingers was interesting. I, I had heard... I had heard rumblings of it, the hyper-roll Gunslingers being a thing again. I just never had tried it out myself. And we saw almost every game, actually, we saw at least one person try. I think there was three people going for Gunslingers in the first round of that game. So it was really a, you know, we had uh, a couple of our friends, uh, our friends of the podcast are actually going to be playing in the Twitch Rivals Open Tournament. And... Uh, Kamer the Gamer actually was asking on Twitter about, you know, what should I do to prepare for this tournament? And uh, really, I think watching tournament play itself obviously is the best thing to do. Not because you're going to be seeing high-level players, because you can watch someone stream or watch them play on the ladder. It's a different dynamic, and we've seen seen this two Mm -hmm. times now where there's the, 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 I guess, the... Macro meta, as I'll call it, where in the world of TFT, the macro meta, S-tier, shapeshifters, S-tier, void assassins. But then there's the micro meta inside of the lobby where maybe in this in this case, void assassins was not S-tier. It seemed like everyone was ready for that and really prepared heavily around that. On the same hand, uh, Rangers and Glacial was not playing out like an S-tier comp in this met in this micro meta of this lobby because we barely saw it so being able to adapt and adjust to the specific lobby that you're in was something that was really huge and i think a lot of players were trying to preempt that right and go that gunslingers like oh well if everyone's going void assassins and everyone's going rangers i'm gonna go gunslingers i'm gonna get them all i'm gonna have all these three stars 
Well, like three people had that same, <laughs> that same thought. So it's again like that. Like, how many levels deep in this game are you? Do you does your opponent know that you know that they know that you know that you're going rock, so they're going paper, or that like what level are you on here? And if too many people are on the same level, you end up having what we saw in three sort of failed gunslinger attempts in the first game. So really interesting. <laughs> the, the tournament the tournament dynamic is really interesting and much more different than I thought it was going to be kind of going into TFT esports compared to the latter. I, I thought that it was going to be like, well, you know, tournaments are cool, but like we can just watch ladder and it's the same thing. It really has not panned out that way. Well, I think the cool thing about it, and if we take like Hearthstone as a comparison, right? When you're playing Hearthstone, you start losing. You you depend on the right cards to show up. You got a top deck, right? But what's really cool about TFT is you could swap decks in the middle of a yep. game, right? And so you can swap into Rangers. You can you know Gunslinkers can go into a Blade Master comp a little bit later, and uh, it's just really cool how versatile and how fluid some of these comps can be as you make it into the late game. I mean, especially with those Shapeshifter comps, a lot of the a lot of TF came into play uh some twisted uh twisted fates definitely showed their face uh we had an attempt at a yordle comp but, but yeah again <laughs> it's sure one, of, one of one of the coolest things about tft is you can start a certain way and just how the the game evolves you might be forced to play a different kind of deck or you might be able to lean into what you're already trying it's not your expectations might not be realized a lot of the time going into a lot of these games and that's really really cool uh for tft esports it makes the it makes the diversity in each game a lot more likely uh mm -hmm. but like in terms of that though it was funny because even though we had a lot of comp diversity within lobbies the the comps that won were all pretty similar outside of the game that Cladius won. And I think uh, Sphinx had, you know, a uh, knight shapeshifter type of a situation with like a level three Nidalee with a knight bonus on it. But it was mostly Aesols and a lot of dragons, uh, even though everyone else was playing other things. Yeah, the it really did seem like in every game, yeah, with the exception of that last one, we did see... Was it? No, yeah, it was the, I think it was the actual last game. Maybe it was the second last. Don't remember. But most of the game, 75% of the games we saw had Nar, Shivana, and Aesol, and then some combination of other units. We saw Faye was favoring the Twisted Fate a lot. Uh, you know, some folks were, I think there may have been one or two running the four wild comp that I talked about before. Really, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because that comp is good against a lot of other comps, specifically against Rangers and against Void Assassins. But it's also kind of good against itself. And the game that we saw Sphinx win, I uh, i mean, I don't want to say that I predicted it, but there's literally video of me predicting it. I called that he was going to win because, you know, he had put the Dragon's Claw on the Gnar and a lot of other players had a bunch of items on their ASOL, and I'm like, well, you've got th in Sphinx's build specifically, there's three units that have not magic immunity, but heavy magic resistance. So when you're relying, when your damage output is ASOL, and that's that sneeze, I mean, that's why I started calling the Dragon's Claw the Salad Bar Sneeze Guard. You're not taking all that, you're not getting that ASOL snot on you when you've got the Dragon's Claw and two other dragons. 
So, uh, mm-hmm. and, and Sphinx is actually talking in chat about Curse Blade as well. In these long, prolonged games where it's going to overtime a lot of the time because there's these, there's a, a Shivana with a Warmogs or a Nar with uh, a Bloodthirster or something where these battles are just these these behemoths just whacking and, and smashing each other over and over again. The more attacks you're getting off, the longer the game's going off, the better an item like Curse Blade is going to be in that sort of mirror match. So uh, Strength's really, again, even more micro, like the, the minuscule meta of like, okay, I need to be able to beat the mirror match here, the other comp, uh, really kind of paying off. And we saw Strength win that first game uh, in, in really great fashion there. So, yeah, I mean... But that was that was really a nice bow on the end of nine point one eight because we're going to be moving in to nine point one nine. As I mentioned before, the Twitch Rivals tournament is actually this Saturday. Uh, there's going to be two portions to it. There's the uh, there's the portion with the open the open tournament that is going to be feeding into the finals bracket. Uh, where we saw the qualified players already play and 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 get in there, so really uh, a big tournament, a land tournament. This is one of the first you know big lands that we've seen at TwitchCon here for Twitch Rivals. So uh, really interesting, and and it's going to be the first big tournament played on nine point one nine. So what are you looking forward to here for this Twitch Rivals tournament, Boop? Uh, I just more competitive TFT. The more that we see it in front of us, the more familiar I think the community becomes with it. And I think Twitch Rivals uh, has a good audience and it draws big names. And I'm excited for it to be the star again. I think there's been, you know, just like any other release, I think Apex went through this too. We're mm-hmm. at that moment in time where the players that are here are here, right? And I right. think that there's a good amount of uh, interest still remaining. And all we need now is that spectator client that's going to help us uh, cast a little bit better along with just more opportunities right it can't just those opportunities can't just go to the same you know eight to 16 people every single time and so the more tournaments we have the more people uh like our our buddy sphinx of boy can uh, can uh, can participate and make a name for themselves and it's really important that these opportunities are there but we don't have them without funding we don't have them without interest so it's really up to us for you know the community to to help out and that's exactly what twitch rivals does so you know you can get into the details of all the other stuff but in general it's nice that it's there right and it's gotten a spot at you know the the stage and people are going to be watching it and i think there is going to be a nice audience for it because if you like hearthstone esports i think you're gonna like tft esports right it's not i I think there's a lot of crossover there you're allowed to like more than one game everyone just so you know true and uh and Exactly. And so you don't have to say, oh, Underlords is better or, oh, this is better. We can all like everything and it's good for everybody. And as a genre, it's really good for it to appear at something like TwitchCon. True. And if you do like multiple esports, you should check out the prediction pod. You should protect, uh, check out the prediction podcast because there are a lot of other great shows besides our TFT show. But speaking of all that, that's all great. Esports is great. Love esports, but we got to we got to get into the nitty gritty here. We got to talk about nine point one nine, and we will do that right after a quick break. Join the ten million who've tried Harry's. Claim your special offer by going to Harry's.com slash Blue Wire. Harry's founders were two regular guys who were tired of getting ripped off and paying for overpriced razors. 
Harry's makes quality, durable blades at a fair price. Just two bucks per blade. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. This season, refresh your wallet and your face with a Harry's trial set. It comes with a weighted ergonomic handle for an easy grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip, and a trimmer blade for a close shave. Rich lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Listeners of Little Legends Podcast can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. Make sure to go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your offer and let them know that I sent you to help support the show. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet's going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. And we are back here for the meat and potatoes. Thank you, everyone, who has stuck around so far. We are talking about Patch 9.19, the brand new, hot off the presses, so let's start it off like we always do and read the little the little intro we got here from Riot Beer Nana. It says, hey, tacticians, welcome to Team Fight Tactics Patch 9.19 Notes. It's a big one this week, headlined by the introduction of Kaisa and the new sparring glove items. We're also making a few small adjustments to the mystery box system. Overall, we like the way... Uh, like the way it's changed up uh, oh, there's a little typo uh right if you need an editor for your page uh <laughs> like the way it's changed it's changed the game it just needed a few tuning tweaks we also made a few changes to breathe life into two underperforming tier five champions anivia and misfortune finally the first version of match history will make it Live sometime later this patch. It's only the bare minimum right now, but we'll be adding features over the next few patches. That's huge. I didn't see that earlier. Uh, I knew it was on PBE, but I wasn't sure if it made it into the notes this time. So we're going to have some amount of match history here. So that's pretty That's pretty great. So let's... Mm-hmm. Now, now, we can, now we can see how good our friends are. That's true. On their profiles and compare and contrast. <laughs> Yes. Now, let's get into it. Boop, you want to start us off with Kaisa? Kaisa! Kaisa! Sorry, that was, uh, Kaisa! Exactly. I'm, I'm not the one with the voice. Okay, says the guy who gets paid for his voice. Anyway, uh, Kaisa is the new champion. Origin is going to be Void. Class, Ranger, Class, Assassin, Cost, 5, Health, 700. 
That feels good. Armor 20, yeah. attack damage 55. Uh, remember, folks, the attack damage is going to be low because she has, I think, the highest based attack speed at 1.25. Yep. Starting slash total mana is 50 to 125. And her ultimate ability is Killer Instinct. Kaisa dashes to the furthest enemy unit, shielding herself for 300, 600, 900, and gaining 30, 60, 90% attack speed for three seconds i think this is a super fun mechanic i i i can't speak on the numbers because i don't know how it's going to work it's Mm -hmm. it's interesting to put a shield on someone like this i feel like that's where a lot of the fine tuning can come into Uh, but everything here seems good health might be a bit high but other than that i think I think this feels good, especially since she gets a shield. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm definitely going to troll immediately and build AP items and see if I could just get like a huge shield <laughs> on Kaisa uh, and see if that's going to work out. Yeah, I remember seeing her played a little bit in PBE, and she's gotten some tweaks and changes. And I think there might have actually been a bug at some point that was causing her to die super early. But she did seem a little bit squishy, which makes sense consider- considering she's a okay. ranger assassin. Um, but she is going to be potentially doing true damage again depending on if you have void i mean you obviously don't need void to make her be decent um but i'm imagining you know you're putting static shivs on her to get that attack speed you put a rage blade she's getting even more attack speed and the interesting thing is i'm not sure if she has the mana cap i think i know there's a couple of champions that do, but a lot of them don't. So, like, she's getting attack speed when she ults, right? Which is going to help her charge her ult faster, which is going to give her attack speed again, which is going to help. Like, so I- I'm imagining there might be a way to, like, get to a critical mass of attack speed and, like, mana generation where you're just in that ulted form at all times, like, constantly regaining that shield. I'm wondering if, if she... So she gets the attack speed buff and the shield for three seconds. But what if she gains mana? What if she gains 125 mana in two seconds? Does it stack on or does it reset back? I would assume that it would reset back, but you can't trust us on that one. Uh, because I also it don't just know says if it's possible to do seconds. that either. <laughs> Well, it, it could be like, uh, you know, you put a bunch of attack speed on her. Maybe she's in a wild comp. I think Wild Rangers could be a fun little mm, comp to try yes. uh, a little uh, after this patch. But I think the I think the big thing here seven. is just, yeah, you got um, uh, you, you got a shield, you got attack speed, but it's got to be, I think the balance here is where that attack damage lands because mm-hmm. that base attack damage isn't that high. Uh, right. I think it's where, I, I think that's, I think it's where Cassid is right now. You might be right, I actually. Um, or maybe five less. I'm not. I think Cassie might be at fifty attack damage right now. So, Cassie's like as down as, to 40 as, uh, as as right as, now, he got. Okay, we'll, we'll so, talk about it. But he got nerfed down to forty. So it's five her, for this patch, though. Right. Yeah. It, she, so currently, though, it's at forty-five or fifty. It's at fifty. So she has five additional base attack than Cassie right now. Nine point one eight does um, for a five cost. So yeah, her attack is not. Her attack damage is not huge, right? But again, one point two five. That's faster than Kale. It's fast. Like it's it's. She's attacking a lot, so there's different mm-hmm. ways you can take advantage of that. And yep. she's also potentially getting that ranger, uh, that ranger bonus too, right? Like she can attack that three times in succession. So, man, uh, getting like a static shift or something on her is just going to trigger so much, like. 
she she seems like she could be really fun to build, and you can build her in so many different ways because she has so many different. Yeah, ways. like do you build her with attack damage? Do you like invest in an IE, or do you try mm-hmm. to do on hit? Right, like because uh, because of the attack speed, it might be cool to put like a sword breaker and a hurricane on her. Right. Yeah. And, and to see how that works out. And wow. you, you, you could, if you're, if you're like me, for some reason, I'm obsessing over this shield because of that one time someone put a Rabadon's on a Yasuo <laughs> against me. And uh, all I want to do is just see if that's like a thing that you can do. Right. And, uh, you know, you put wild buff on her, you get Shiv. Uh, there are so many different options. That's based off the fact that her origins void and she's two different classes. Yep. This is like what I feel a five cost unit should feel like. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really excited because she also has, in my opinion, some of the best sound effects in League of Legends oh, and League nice. of Legends proper. So I'm super excited to see how they transition that into Teamfight Tactics because the sound her ult makes is awesome super satisfying so uh overall i'm actually really happy with all of this i don't foresee this being as ridiculous as pantheon mm. uh but maybe i was we, we, we were, we wrong, were wrong but, we were uh, wrong about that originally but we we, we were we were half wrong right because we were like he might be too over tuned or too mm-hmm. under tuned right? right and he ended up being over tuned this time around it feels it feels good so yeah we'll see we'll see what it's like on live yeah it, it does seem like like she does have effectively um she effectively has like life steal or has life gain right cuz she keeps gaining that shield over and over again but it's a temporary shield so but but it's only a you know like it basically adds if at level 2 it'll add like almost 100% of her health at level 1 so she gains some health but she can still get burst down, right? Like if she gets critted by an assassin, like that's still going to hurt her pretty bad because she has pretty low health uh, comparatively to that. So uh, she's definitely going to be counterable. The cool thing for me with her is that every time she gains that shield, she's jumping at the furthest enemy, right? So she's not staying in the same place over and over again. If she's in a 1v1 with someone, she can dash away essentially and diagro uh and, and move to another target which on the one cent, on, on the one hand is good because that means that she's going to stay alive longer but on the other hand it could be almost like a reverse camille you know in a way where like she she like she's not finishing a target right like she's in a fight, alts, okay, jumps to the other side of the map. In a fight, keeps going, doesn't necessarily kill anything, jumps to the other side uh, of the fight, which could be good in some ways uh, and and could be, I think, maybe frustrating in, in other ways. So it'll be interesting to see how um, – I, I think my inclination is that there's – ways that i personally think are good to build her that aren't going to actually end up being good because of that fact that she's not staying on the same target until it dies it's well and uh in the chat so it seems like uh some people are thinking that she's a little under tuned she is squishy the reason why i said that her health felt high a little earlier is because I I might be overvaluing the shield a little bit because she's Mm got to get there too and so i think the i think the big thing here is as a five cost unit, right? Like what <laughs> we're going to get a little philosophical. Are you ready? Um, uh, what is that? Right? right. Like what is mm-hmm. the like, correct power level for the five cost unit? Is it going to be, is Kaisa going to feel more like a Nivea or is she going to feel more like Yasuo or is she going right. to feel more like Swain? Right. I feel like mm-hmm. those are, those are like the tiers. 
right? Sure. And right now, it seems like, uh, based off of what I'm seeing and reading, she's falling into the MF and Nivea side of things. But mm. once you upgrade her, things might change, right? Is that intentional? Is that something that you want? Like, how strong should a level one five cost unit be, right? Mm. Yeah, I think, I mean, this makes me feel, it, it, it makes me think of the, and I'm going back to Magic the Gathering references here, it makes me feel, uh, or sorry, it makes me think about like what is a mythic rare what is a legendary in hearthstone is it just a really powerful card or is it something that feels thematic or is a not necessarily an in-game powerful effect but a uh unique effect a unique ability and i think she airs more towards the uniqueness and the um, sort of versatility. She does a lot of things. Obviously, Ranger, Assassin, Void is a very interesting combination of origins and classes. So it, I think you take a look at something like Yasuo or even Swain. Both of those units are just inherently powerful. Yasuo, I mean, Yasuo, you can just put in any comp and he's good, right? Um, but he's also not mm -hmm. contributing to the synergies of your comp at all, unless you're running Blade Master. But you can put a Yasuo one or even or, or Yasuo two in your shapeshifter build or your uh, your shapeshifter sorcerer build and be just fine because Yasuo is just powerful in and of himself. Swain similarly can go in a lot of different comps, but Swain also he's less inherently powerful than Yasuo potentially, but he contributes to your um, synergies better than Yasuo does. Um, and also you can put certain items on Swain and be really, really powerful. Like if you put a Warmogs, a GA and a Morello on Swain, he might actually be unkillable. <laughs> um, yep. and, and so I think Swain's uh, ceiling might be higher than Yasuo. Maybe not because Yasuo is just really good, but that's another conversation. Um, Kaisa feels less li like I don't think Kaisa goes into every single comp in the same way that Misfortune's not going into every single comp, Anivia is not going into every, sing every single comp, and even nowadays, Karthus isn't going into every single comp. If you have a Draven comp, you're prob probably not running a Karthus unless you also have Phantom randomly. Um, so I think Kaisa is in that. Uh, is in that category more. I think she's in a good spot from that sense, and maybe she's undertuned. Her values are undertuned, but that's that's an all right place to be because again, like we saw with Pantheon, you can adjust the not you can adjust the dials. Yeah. You can. You... I, I'd rather I'd rather them go in undertuned than overtuned uh, personally, uh, right. and, and to to buff them up. And so the other the other question I have, and just thinking about this is say you're running rangers right and, and attack speed is what you want to do like wouldn't you rather have your items on ash anyway right or 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 someone or someone else because as a level five unit you have to look at look at our opinions evolve right in front of our right. eyes um uh wouldn't you like you would have to get those items on her later on right and right. you might already have your level two ash and be able to try to carry yep. and to have her just be tacked on like that that does feel a little weak so We'll uh, we'll see we'll see because you'd have to hold on to those items that might be better on on someone else anyway. Yeah, so, uh, we'll see. It it seems like she's if you're if you're going the assassins route, I think you're right. The ash is still going to be your pinnacle carry. I don't think you're 
you know, if you're running two rangers or even four rangers, I don't think the I don't think the ash is ever the cut unless you well, I mean it could be if you had if you have two rangers and the, again, this is right off the top of our heads, folks. This is why uh you watch live. You have two rangers, ash and kindred, which I think is the the generally accepted best two rangers to have. You get to the late game and you have your um you know, you can you basically are choosing between glacial and phantom. And if you had I mean, you probably almost always want Glacial, but if you're going against Yordles, for instance, you might actually just want Phantom, right? If you have Phantom and you've got two static shivs, you might keep the Kindred, sell the Ash, and put the you know your your Guin suit, your Rage Blade, and two static shivs on the Kaisa as an upgrade potentially. Um, now, I don't know if that's better, uh, but it might be. But it's it's definitely something to think about. Yeah. Right. Like, and is that sacrifice worth it? Is the right. is the final question, which we won't really know until the comps start coming out. But these are the questions that are fun to ask ourselves once these new characters, because they interact with each other in very interesting ways. It's not just like a single unit coming into the right. game and oh, they're going to be able to carry right. Because when you initially read, just like us, right? When you initially read something, it might feel good, right? It might look good, but when you peel those onion layers back, when you start getting a little deeper, you start thinking about the fact, well. It's a level five unit and it's going to be harder to put items on because they're going to appear a little later and I might want to have someone else carry and in terms of team comps like this, this and that. Yeah, it's 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 interesting to think about. Yeah, I mean, what what I think makes her feel more, I want to say legendary, but I guess five like a five cost, which I guess is kind of like legendary is the fact that she is like she's like the cherry on top for assassins, rangers and voids, right? Because you know, do you really want to be running that Rexai if you don't have to, especially since we're going to talk about the void change or we've already talked about it before, but that it's now 2/4. So do you want your fourth void to be Rexai or do you want it to be Kaisa? Probably Kaisa. Um or, you know, you can cut your cast and like you can like you can upgrade a lot of different comps with Kaisa, even if she's not the hyper carry. She's going to be a good part to a lot of different comps, and I think in a lot of ways that yeah, kind of like Morgana, right, yes. in a demon comp, right. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. But we should probably move on. We got a yes. ton to talk about. Yes, we do, uh, and we're gonna move on here to the sparring gloves items. We're not gonna go through every one uh, in depth because we did do that when they originally revealed the items, um, and uh, not a lot of these items have changed a ton. So we'll just kind of briefly go through the or quickly go through these, and then maybe talk about some ones that that uh, stick out to us given our new knowledge of what possibly uh, what possible metas can come up. So, of course, if you are new, the Sparring Gloves are a new item, new component that gives plus 10 critical strike and a plus 10 dodge chance. Uh, when building an item out of Sparring Glove, the item will convert its core stats to either the offensive 20% uh, critical strike or defensive 20% dodge option. Thieves, Gloves, and Mittens get both. That's okay, that is that's a 
that's a uh, specification that wasn't in the original one. Yes. So, so maybe we should uh, that's read through all these. <laughs> yeah, so Thieves' uh, No, I think that's the only one, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thieves' Gloves and Mittens get both. That's nice. That's interesting. So, man, Mittens, your your Yordle's item, boop, it's getting, it's getting better and better as we read. Um, I am terrified of Dragon's Claw Mittens, or just Dragon's Buff Mittens. Yeah. Just magic resist plus dodge. It's going to make the wilds a little bit more important. But yeah, yeah next up is uh, Infinity Edge. It's uh, going to have a different recipe change. It's going to be Sparring Gloves plus BF Sword. Uh, 20% uh, critical strike can- uh, chance increase, and that's the stats. And then the effect is 150% critical strike damage. So it's just a recipe change. Yep, recipe change. Infinity Edge saw some. Uh, it saw some uh, play before. I, oh, I I now understand why it's saying the stat the stats change because before it was plus however much attack damage because it was two BF swords before. Now it's just plus twenty percent critical strike damage. That's interesting. Um, chance, yeah. Critical strike chance, yes. Um, interesting, yeah. I think. Mm, Probably not the best one here um, of the new items, but I guess we will see. Uh, the next one here is the repeating crossbow. Uh, that is the sparring gloves, of course, and the recurve bow. The effect is on death. This jumps to an allied champion and grants an additional 20% attack speed and crit chance. This is one of the uh, cooler this, that's items. That's such a fun item. It's so fun. Yeah, I'm so glad they're like, exactly, like that they're doing something like this. Like, I think the memes will be hilarious. Uh, for something like yeah. this, uh, especially when like, because because what would suck, right, is if all of a sudden you're repeating crossbows on your Lulu, right? And you're like, Lulu, die, <laughs> Lulu, die. You need to give the item away. Right. Uh, but overall, I think this is like a cool mechanic and I'm looking forward to see how this goes because it could either just be like meme worthy or really, really good. I could see this being good in Assassins, but we'll see. Well, I mean, my thought is like, do you put this like... Do you put this on like a squishy champion at the beginning just to sacrifice them, meet shield for a second, and then jump it out over? I, I feel like the ultimate, the ultimate like final champ to have it on is like Volibear. Like if it goes down the line and then the, your last unit is a Volibear that gets the, <laughs> that gets the repeating crossbow, that seems pretty strong. Um, just having so much attack speed and crit chance with the with the lightning for Volibear. Um, is interesting. I am assuming that this will only go on a unit if it has an open item slot, which is kind of awkward because it will never go on like your hyper carry if they already have three items. So, uh, I, this, but there are a couple items here that like you kind of want to leave some open open yeah. item slots because there's another one coming up yes. uh, that will give you items and stuff like that. Yeah. And so the next one is jeweled gauntlet. Recipe is sparring gloves plus large rod. And this one is your spells can crit. So the reason why I'm excited about this is I, I think it's it, it's pretty accepted that Yordles are at least going to be experimented upon. Oh, yeah. Bill. Um, I, mean, I can, I can uh, personally guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, because of all like the dodge things, I think you can mm. get up to like if you if you somehow get nine Yordles, like really close to 100% dodge. Mm. And uh, this is really fun because... I'm just so excited for these mages to pop these yordles like pimples, right? <laughs> just crit them and just watch them oh. die. I will relish every <laughs> moment of it. I might just start playing sorcerers just to experience <laughs> the off chance that I go up against the yordle squad. Mm-hmm. And 
my question here is I wonder if does it interact with the Luden splash? No, so, like, I don't th- I, I'm okay. pretty sure it doesn't because uh, actually I think I'm pretty sure Mort fielded this question on his stream because that isn't that uh, Luden splash isn't actually a spell. It's just an effect. Okay, cool. But still, right? It's yeah. gonna if you do have Ludens, it'll crit and add even more damage. I think it makes that item a little bit better. But yeah, I'm excited to just watch these uh, Yordles pop. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, that uh, jeweled gauntlet is definitely one of the another one of the cooler items on this list. Um, it it's in, it'll be interesting to see how good it actually is. But it it's gonna be fun uh, at least to try out nonetheless. Next one up here is Hand of Justice. Is a sparring glove plus a tier of the goddess. The effect is on round start, gain 40% more damage or 40 life on hit. And I've seen this get played on PvE. You actually, in the planning phase, you know it gives a little visual effect of what you're going to get. So it'll either give you like a little red thing like Imperial buff or a yellow one. So you know, am I getting life steal or am I getting damage? This one, I think. Y- I'm wondering, like, who you put this on. I think someone like Draven is probably good. I know Mort was talking about uh, Volibear. Gunslingers. Gunslingers, yeah. Could be good on a Gunslinger. Because every uh, single hit I, I could it. see this being really, really good on Lucian. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because if you get the Noble buff as well, that's, what, 65 damage? Uh, it's life be 70 on hit? after after on this new 70? patch because they're buffing. Uh, yeah, so life I, on hit for nobles. That's a ton, right? Yeah. And so there's the, there's a lot of options here. You, I think you got to be a little bit more big brain on how to use this particular item, mm-hmm. and not knowing what you're. I mean, the fact that it's a fifty fifty going into the rounds, you you have to make sure that your unit can benefit from both. Right. Uh, but yeah, I think there. I think this is this is an item that could like sneak in to a meta like halfway through. Right. This this might not be like super strong as we start, but like as we move on, uh, we might see more play on this one as people explore it a little bit more. I think that the sparring gloves. I think there's going to be a lot of good items that you can build out of them, but there's not a ton for tier, and I think this is a reasonable one to build. So uh, you know, if you end up with a lot of tiers, this might be a decent option there if you are in an attack build. But yeah, there's there's not a lot of options for tier in a build that wants attack damage. Um, although this is actually, this is 40% more damage. So does that count spell damage too? Is it just 40% more damage across the board or that I'm not sure of? It just says 40% more damage. So like, am I getting, I don't know, I guess we'll see. Uh, but if I, if my assumption is correct, it's just attack damage. Um, and yeah, I think you just need to be playing like Gunslingers does sound really great. Nobles, um, Noble Gunslingers, of course, uh, it does sound really good on them. And uh, I know Mort was saying Volibear is a nice one because every one of his hits with the lightning triggers this. So it's doing 40 percent more damage on each thing. And he's getting the 40 life on hit for each hit of the Volibear. Me too. He was one of my I favorite. I think Volibear is such a cool, like, and he's just, like, thematically, like, really cool. So yeah. I know that he was, like, when, you know, Demon Bear was around, he was oppressive and not fun to play against. But I oh. think, uh, I, I hope I hope we see, I, I hope we see him a little bit more. Uh, because I think his AoE thing could, could, could change betas. And mm-hmm. I, I just miss him. He's just so cool. The roar comes through. Then the lightning yeah. comes through. You stack, like, your on-hit items, shrink a bunch of people at once. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I, I do miss them. This next item also is a little interesting, too. Mm-hmm. And so that's uh, Iceborne Gauntlet, which is one of my favorite items in proper League of Legends. Uh, recipe is going to be sparring gloves plus chain vest. Effect is on dodge, creates an expandable zone that lowers attack speed by 35%. So I haven't seen this in PBE just yet, so I'm I assuming have. that when you dodge... Okay, so explain it to me. It basically puts a little blue... It turns one of the um, hexagons into a little blue freeze hexagon. And it expands out every time you dodge. So when someone is on that blue hexagon, they get the uh, attack speed lowered. And it stays out the whole, um, that whole round. So if you... All right, so who would that be good on? I actually could see that being pretty good on Yordles. Because (laughs) it it would probably interact with the inherent dodge of Yordles, right? So... (laughs) Well, uh, I mean, who would they're... you build a chain vest on? Nar. Poppy. Poppy. Oh, Poppy's probably really good with this one. Yeah, I, I think. I think uh, Poppy's just a solid yeah. unit. I think she's probably one of the best balanced character, uh, champions in the whole game. Yeah, she's so good that she came to life and came into my room. Now uh, Shen. Yeah, Professor TFT. That's Shen. a good one. Shen, for sure. Oh, because yeah. of the ult. Oh, God. Well, actually, I mean, does it work with... Because, like... It seems almost like a wash with Shen because you're, I guess you're gaining more alts. Yeah, it, it seems all right because he's like, he's not dodge. He's just dodging fewer attacks during his alts, I guess. Oh, but that increases. Okay, never mind. Never mind. I'm an idiot. I, I had a smooth brain and then I re-wrinkled it. I get it now. <laughs> I get it now. My, my, I wrinkled my brain back. We just yes, had a water a good bit. Yeah, we just had a water. It had to germinate. Yep. yep. We got that, uh, but um, but yeah, I think I think uh, I think the the Yordo might be pretty underestimated with this Iceborne Gauntlet because that's a never that's not really an item that you would build on any Yordles I think in proper League of Legends. Uh, this is like uh, an item that you usually build on. I think like the only one who really builds Iceborne Gauntlet is a character named Ezreal, and uh, good old Ezreal. Yeah, that's about it. So yeah, so we'll see. Anyone with inherent dodge, I think, will be good with this. Hmm. And yeah, I, the, my only problem with this is like chain vest items. Like you really have to, you really have to get to a higher crop because you always want guardian angel. Like it needs to be really good. That's I mean, if true. you never get a sword, that's one thing. But man, but if you're playing Yordles and say your lobby has a lot of rangers. Right, this could be yeah. one of those like end game scenarios where I don't know if you're building Iceborne Gauntlet at the beginning of the game ever, sure, but sure. you might be building it a little while later and yep. countering some other people in the lobby. Yeah, no, I I uh, I like it. I I think it's a it's again it's another fun item, uh, and I guess we'll just have to wait and see how uh, it actually ends up panning out in terms of playability. It definitely seems like a niche item. At the very least, like I think it can be very good in certain scenarios, uh, mm-hmm. like you said, where you build it late and uh, you completely. I think the game it. needs more like good niche items, right? I think that's what yeah. they wanted, like Titanic Hydra to be. Yeah. Or uh, hex. I think Hextech Gunblade is a great example of a good like niche item for some mm-hmm. people, right? You put it on someone like Kenan, or my favorite recently has been Lissandra, and uh, <laughs> it, it it can't work yes. for you. It, yeah. It, it, it will fall off a little bit later, but it, like I think it's good. Uh, I think uh, Ionic Spark is another good one to, yes. to think about. I think it'll hopefully fall into the, to that category. I think it, Iceborne Gauntlet is almost like the opposite of 
of Ionic Spark in some ways to me because Ionic Spark is one of those items that's like really good, early, like super early, like the it being the first item you make. But mm-hmm. it's, when people have less HP, when people have less HP, because there's a flat amount of uh, true damage, and then it really falls off a bit in the late game. This is almost like the opposite, where it's like, okay, well, you have Iceborne Gauntlet, but like it's not that good because you don't really have that much dodge chance inherently early uh and then late game it can be devastating so i think it's similar in some ways but it's almost the opposite in other ways but i I think that is probably the hallmark of a at least an interesting item moving on here yeah i think okay yeah just like sorry like one more thing i think like the big thing here is that it's you don't want to get like trapped into like a cool thing right like you don't want to get debated because like like, it's like an an ever-expanding circle Right. And so you have to like think about, okay, so what are my other items? What are my other options here? I like say you're at a carousel and there's an iceborne gauntlet there. Maybe you can take it, right? Mm-hmm. But just like again, Professor TFT says, who brings up another really great point, these other glove items are so good. Yeah. Right. Plus the fact that Chain Vest does build into GA and Red Buff. Yep. And so when is the appropriate time? It really is like hyper late game yeah. to to finish off your last two opponents. And I still think that's good. I think like we need items like that in the game in general for those late game scenarios mm-hmm. because that's how you just add another layer to the game. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking this is this is like the bottom tier of it's the bottom tier of gauntlet items, and it also might be the bottom tier of chain vest items, honestly. But I do think it has a, a very it's very good in a specific case. So um very that's a cool item. That's a cool that's a cool item to have where it's like, well, this is bad most of the time, but when I get it, it's a, it's gonna be a really cool, potentially like ch- game changing item for me. Mm-hmm. The next one, this we next ha- item is kind of the same thing, I think. Yeah, yep. Yeah. This this next one is is it's called Quicksilver. It is the gloves plus the Negatron cloak, and the effect is when CC'd, cleanse the CC. So don't take the cleanse. Uh, you don't get CC'd, and it has a 0.5 second cooldown. So yeah, I mean this is so cleanse the CC. I th- okay, so I guess that means every 0.5 seconds you cannot get CC'd. So I might is the CC is the period after CC and I don't because point five it feels oh, like it be five second cleanse the CC five second cooldown five second okay, cooldown I was gonna say yes. that did seem really strong I'm like why doesn't it just say you can't get CC <laughs> okay that yeah makes you much know more sense. we I read it I remember the first time I read too it can be really hard uh, hey, but hey. the Let's not let's not start a uh, 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 inter-host Q-lash here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Brought it back around. You're the one. Yeah, yeah. You're the one that keeps bringing that that around. Uh, that's oh, that was so funny when you did that because you were so real about it. You so really real. thought it, it was, was not a bit. I still do. <laughs> it was not. It was not. Um, so this one's really cool because it's only good against uh, like glacials, right? Or yeah. it would be good against some um, uh, other like Cho'Gath or mm-hmm. or something like that. And so the the question here is, do you put it on your carry? Because cleanse would be there is a uh, an item called Quicksilver Sash. Mm-hmm. 
um, in League of Legends that carries will buy. It builds into something called Mercurial uh, Scimitar or Scepter or something like Mm. that. Uh, But basically, like, if there's a lot of CC on the other team, your carry would build it. I wonder if that's going to be the same kind of thing here. Like, would you put this on your Draven? Would you put this on your Kai'Sa? Would you put it on someone else? Or would you put it on someone who has, like, uh, like Katarina, who has an ult that Mm. you don't want to get interrupted? I think possibly, I mean, the obvious difference between League of Legends proper and TFT is that you've got, what, twice as many slots in in regular leagues, so you can actually afford to, like, use up an entire slot to uh, devote to CC mitigation, whereas, like, yep. I guess it depends, because, like... Some champs, you really want that third uh, that third item to really get them at that hyper carry status. Someone like Draven, I mean, you usually want uh, two like offensive attack items. You know, traditionally you'd want a uh, RFC and maybe an Infinity Edge or something. Uh, a Bloodthirster is kind of like a half of both. It's an offensive and defensive item. So you might want like if you did like uh, two super offensive items for someone like uh draven and then this that could be really good because draven is one of those champs that just gets completely shut down um by something like glacial if you get stunned for too long and just just dies because he usually relies on uh lifesteal of some sort because mm-hmm. like i think uh what would be crazy would be like uh we're, we'll talk about this uh item in a second but like Deathblade plus uh, BF Sword plus mm-hmm. Quicksilver to keep him alive. Ooh. I think that could be a really great combo for uh, some carries out there. But uh, yep. yeah, anyway, next up is Track Claw. I love I think the this name. This was of called that. Backhand before, so they definitely changed the they, they changed the name probably for the. Best. <laughs> I think Backhand is a little bit better, uh, it, but it's a uh, Track Claw name, also. But... <laughs> Track Claw. It sounds uh, anyway. So recipe is <laughs> well. If you say it like that. <laughs> Uh, effect is on combat begin gain a spell shield when it Mm. breaks stun the champion who broke the shield and so that's different from quicksilver because quicksilver will refresh itself and cleanse Mm -hmm. as opposed to trap claw uh you get the spell shield but you only get it once and it's like a cc so it would be really good against uh anyone with a hard cc that you need to kind of take out of the game early on. The unfortunate mm. thing is, is like for single target CC, that's really great. For someone like Cho'Gath, it's going to hit everyone else anyway, right? Right. So you're you're going to find a little less uh, value out of it. But it, it could definitely find its spot. I, I think CC in this game is just really is good in general. So mm. you're providing that. But Giant Spell also can build into some other things that you want. But we'll see. Yeah. The other thing to note about this is that. It's not only CC that this triggers off of. It's any spell, or at least that's what I am led to believe based on what it says. It's any spell. So if you get hit with an ASOL sneeze, that's the first spell that's cast on you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, yeah. Um, the notable thing here is it doesn't say how long this champion is stunned that broke that breaks the shield. That seems pretty relevant to me, honestly. Are they stunned for... One, two, five, a hundred. Are they stunned for the rest of the match? Like it doesn't say how long the stun is, um, and I mean, it's really like again. I guess this begs the question: like, is this going on your carry or is this going on your tank? Like, I I, I don't know. This does seem like another. This almost seems like a, a 
different type of dragon's claw, kind of. Um, where if you're just taking one big burst of damage, like an A-Soul Sneeze, it seems really good to have this versus Dragon's Claw um, because like they they both do the same job of like you not taking the damage, but this one actually actively punishes someone like the A-Soul uh, for doing that. So this just seemed like an interesting, uh, a different item to build uh, in lieu of a, a Dragon's Claw if you want that type of effect. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, if it's a giant spell, they think they're going to try to put, get it on tanks in general. Right. And so th that's what I'm thinking. I, 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 we'll, we'll see how this goes. But yeah. I, I don't know how long the stun's going to be, but in the end, spar if, you, if you have a sparring glove and giant spell laying around, you can put it on a tank. That health will be really nice. Plus, you'll get the dodge chance, too. True. And so that, that could be nice for your tanks. Uh, or really anybody who you, who you want dodge. Like, that's the thing. Like, the dodge can be good on anybody. Do you want it on tanks to be tankier? Or do you want it on uh, someone like... Uh, do you want it on a carry who might not receive as many dodges, but right. one dodge could be the difference between you winning a round or not, right? True. So, or, like, if you put dodge on Draven, it's one axe, which is more lifesteal with your Bloodthirster, which could get you to that 1v6, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and, and take that out. So, well, we shall see. This next one is really cool. Yeah. It is. It is a, a definitely a fun one. Probably the most fun one, honestly. Uh, it is a sparring gloves plus sparring gloves. So if you get two, you can make this. It's called the thieves gloves. The effect is this item takes all three item slot, slots, so you can't put it on a unit that has another item. It costs three slots. And on the beginning, on round begin, copy two random items. Now, one thing to note about this is again, this is from Mort Stream. They're not actually random they're not purely random items um, there are combinations of items that you can get and it's a random choice of those combinations of items based on i think they pre-picked like a bunch of different combinations of items and it's also dependent on what uh level i believe your hero uh your hero level your player level rather so you're not gonna like get too Infinity Edges right at the beginning. You're not going to get two completed items right at the beginning. Um, you're going to get, you know, lower tier items when you're at lower level. That would be insane. Yeah. If, like, you you you, you find your two sparring gloves from your NPC rounds, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you've got, like, two IEs on <laughs> on your graves to yeah. start, that'd be crazy. Uh, but, yeah, that's cool. It's, uh, that'll, that'll be fun with some uh, memory as well. Uh, I would go ahead and take the next one. Oh, left, well, one, I one, want me to. I do want you to. I, I definitely uh, set this up for you to take the next one. But one other thing I wanted to say about Thieves Gloves, again, that I learned on Mort Stream. Uh, make sure you check him out, twitch.tv slash mortdog. Um, there are no spatula items that can be created with Thieves Gloves, with the exception of Force of Nature. <laughs> so you can literally get an extra unit from thieves gloves for a round which is <laughs> insane uh, uh, yeah, okay so uh mittens <laughs> uh, recipe is sparring gloves plus spatula effect this chant also counts as a yordle so this is just an excuse for me to hate everybody I True. think so. I can I can hate everybody. Uh, I think visually they get smaller they do. on the board too. Yep. So 
uh, that's that is kind of cute. That's a nice, nice little touch. But yeah, and I, I remember we used to talk about this when we first started. Like, what would that look like? Who who would be the funniest Yordle? And now it's a reality. Uh, I think this is gonna find. I, I honestly believe this is gonna be an item that we see on Dragon. I think Yordle Dragon Comms will be a thing. Uh, going into this next patch, it, it, like just the interaction between Dodge and Dragon Claw just feels really strong. It's part yeah. of the reason why I got nerfed, I believe. Uh, it's not stated in these patch notes, but I can guarantee you that that would be a huge issue if they didn't change any of those numbers yeah. uh, going into this patch because ASOL with Dodge plus Crit would be nuts. Yeah, um, you definitely they definitely did preempt that. Um, I mean, we saw. Yesterday in the Heroes Earth TFT fight night, when uh, Sphinxy Boy ran the Nar, he had a Dragon's Claw Nar, and that's just like it's so hard to kill a Dragon's Claw Warmog's Nar. What are you supposed to do to kill that? And they want to at least make there be the semblance of an answer to be able to kill something like a, a Shivana Yordle. Um, though I'm still not convinced that there's anything you can do about that. Uh, but yeah, mittens. Uh, is cool item. Well, I would. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's definitely a <laughs> word for it. Um, uh, I'm just leaning into my hatred of. Uh, but we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, nine yordles is a possibility going mm-hmm. on. I mean, like you, this is what I mean. Like you can have three dragons and six yordles. Yeah. Uh, and, and see how that goes. If you somehow get the ability to make three of them yordles, that'd be obscene. I don't see how you lose that lobby unless it's against wilds. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see the impact uh, later on because it, it, it's not like these spatula items outside of like Blade Master. I feel like gets some heavy play, uh, some demon and sorcerer, but they see they're very situational. You have to kind of decide you're gonna go, go for those breach uh, yeah. synergies pretty early on, and so we'll we'll actually see. But just to, just to like put it out there, they also get the dodge inherently with this one, right? And so you get the twenty percent dodge and the attack damage, and it could just be like a a good one to put on if you have those two items a little while later. Mm-hmm. It's still just it's still twenty percent dodge. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times you can just run a Nar or a Cannon or a Poppy, and or so, if you have a combination of two of those three. You can just not. You don't need the third one to be able to go through Yordle's buff if you have mittens, and you can just put it on like your Shivana, and that you're just it, it's just so good uh, because those Yordles in and of themselves are very good. So being able to get that Yordle buff uh, on other units is 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 going to be real strong. Um, I, I do think that this is going to be one of the more built. Uh, spatula items. Um, but the one that you missed boop, was, of course, Yumu's Ghost Blade, which was running rampant this last oh, match. Oh, yeah, that's assassin. right. Well, you know, the, the, yeah. The, it was okay, still niche okay. because it was only one comp. But, I mean, also there was yeah. the uh, Kas- or the uh, Grave Sassadin build I saw as well. But that's a, that was a different uh, that was a different monster. Speaking of different monsters, the next item here is the Death Blade, which is now which is now what is built if you have two BF swords. Uh, the effect is on kill or assist, gain fifteen attack damage until end of combat, and this stacks infinitely. Now, does this actually stack infinite? Is it stack actual infinitely, or does it have a a built in uh, stop like Rage oh, like Blade Rage does? Blade? Yeah. 
I mean, uh, there's only so like much you can played. gain. I mean, there's only so much you can gain, right? Because there's only, I guess, like theoretically, there can be like 12 units on the board. So I guess the highest is uh, 180, like theoretically, because if you killed all 12 units, like you'd get 12 times 15. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes or sense. Or assist. So this will be this will be good odd gunslingers just in general. Oh yeah, uh, Jinx is. Draven comes to mind, even though he's not a gunslinger. Just like he, 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 he's the one killing the people anyway most of the time. Yeah. So I think it'll be. I think, and two BF swords give you a ton of stats in terms mm-hmm. of attack damage. So uh, I think it's it's one of the more simple items out there. Even though like it has stacks infinitely, like this is a carry item. Yeah, it says the word death in it. I'm just wondering. Uh, but I am going to try to put it on a Lulu and see and just see what happens. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, at what point is this actually a good item? Because, like, just having two BF swords on, like, that's all right. Is getting one stack going to be, like, is that make it worth it? Like, and, like, how many times have you had a Jinx that, like, doesn't get the, like, it doesn't get rockets off, right? It doesn't like, get excited. It yeah. just, like, it feels so lackluster. And especially, like, with the popularity of BF sword, like, with... Just so many items you can build. Bloodthirster, you can build, uh, you can build Guardian Angel. Like there's so many items that are good with BF Sword. I don't know that this, like the effect in and of itself seems all right. It seems fine and maybe is even good. But the fact that it's costing you two specifically BF Swords, I think is going to keep this one. Uh, I don't. I don't know how on much we're going to see this one. I think it is on the lower tier. Uh, just in general, just compared to the other items that you can build with BF swords. Next up, Giant Slayer recipe BF sword recurve bow. Uh, this is exciting because yeah. sort of the divine's no longer in the game, and it's, it's another recipe for it. Uh, attack steal an additional five percent enemy max health as true damage. So uh, brawlers aren't like amazing right now, but it'll be really good against those. If brawlers do come in, this will be like a required item. Uh, yeah. and it's good with anyone with a ton of HP, so it'll be good against shapeshifters as well. <laughs> yep. And so, uh, uh, it's the Shyvana might not last as long, and this mm-hmm. will be this will keep some. I think again, like I keep thinking about gunslingers. Any anything with like on hit, like five percent max, mm-hmm. gunslingers will do really great with. Blade Masters will do really great with. Yep. And even though we saw gunslingers and blade masters uh, in that tournament yesterday, mm-hmm. none of them won. So this is how I think you make it into that late game. Uh, with with items like this, so this is this is good because that BF Sword Recurve Bow uh, for Sword of the Divine sucked. Yeah. So now I think it's like a legitimate thing that you can ask for. Plus, attack speed with it will be nice. Plus, you get the extra damage from mm-hmm. the gloves. It'll be good. Yeah, I mean, this seems like a nice nice Kaisa item actually because she's got such high attack speed and is going to be doing that just base true damage no matter what. So she might actually be able to kill off you know her targets before she alts away. So. Definitely an interesting one. I think Giant Slayer is actually in the top half of of new items. Might actually be. I don't know if it's the best one. I think it's top three of the new ones. Um, but it, it's also like it's a unique effect. It's it's nice. I, I like the direction that these like. I mean, this is the first time we've seen new items come into the game. I like the direction here. It feels a lot like the like first expansion set of a new game kind of like magic or even hearthstone where it's like the first wave of items is like okay very pretty basic effects it's like you know bloodthirster just adds damage and lifesteal gunblade just adds like overall lifesteal 
they're good effects, but they're very straightforward. A lot of these items are like, hmm, I got to really think about this. It's like on dodge creates an aura of attack slow. It's like that's not very straightforward. And I think, you know, just given that fact, I think we're probably going to be right about maybe even most of these items. But I think there's going to be one or two of these that we're just dead. We're just dead wrong. We're going to look back on this episode and be like, oh, stunning. A why person does anyone that cast listen? Spe- yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, because we're why, just so why are you guys great. Here? Um, but no, I, I think uh, there's going to be some sleepers here for sure. And maybe some that we overvalued as well. But let's. Uh, jump down here and talk about some other adjustments we got. Uh, we'll start with the player damage. Uh, their Riot's official statement says, with the loot changes, we've noticed a slight acceleration in game speed, leading to the players going out much quicker than we intended. So we're lowering the player damage slightly. So uh, one star, uh, one star tier two is now only is going from two damage down to one. Two-star tier two is going from three down to two. Three-star tier one is going from four damage down to three. Uh, Tier two three-star is going from five damage uh, now down to four. And three-star tier three is going from six damage down to five. So your tier, your, your, I guess your most commonly seen uh, units, right? Your tier two one-stars, those are what you're going to be seeing most often, right? Uh, you're, you're doing yeah, I think um, just in general, I think the game has always been in a better spot when the games have been on the longer side. And more so fun, right? uh, more TFT. Y- yeah, and I, I did notice that a lot of people were dying before chickens. And so this is probably yep. a, a a good change. The next one is also uh, a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, not big, but there is one change here that I, I do really love. The new system has yes. been a positive uh, for mystery box system adjustments. The mm-hmm. new system has been a positive addition to the game. I agree, but needs some fine tuning. So we're making a few adjustments. Uh, common boxes average gold value decreased. Uncommon boxes average gold value decreased very slightly, slightly lowered the odds of gold boxes showing up. Okay, Uh, tier four units can no longer drop from uncommon boxes. That's the one that is the big one for me. Slightly increased the odds of Nico's help dropping from all boxes, which I also really like because I ended up loving Nico's help just in general. I think Mm -hmm. it added like a whole other layer to the game and... Uh, it's kind of like um, one of those situations where like, or in another game, it's like an ultimate where uh, in overwatch, for example, if you're playing Farah, a lot of people just won't ult until they can kill like four people. Right. Right. And do you, do you wait for the big ultimate or do you use it early for the Mm -hmm. one? I feel like Nico's help is the same way. Right. Am I going to hold this uh, until later for a tier two, five star? Am I going to use it now to start wind streaking and this, this and that. And I I would like more, more of that, more of that kind of decision-making uh, going into the game. So all of those changes, I think I, all of those changes I agree with. I mean, I like the gold boxes showing up more. I like the gold boxes in general. I just like, I, I like seeing more stuff. Um, I know that it like, you know, can it swings the having more gold boxes swings the, the disparity between the highs and lows of placements and and the high and low rolls of, of RNG, which people don't like, but I don't know. I always want to see more stuff. I'd say just this, like normalize the average number of gold boxes seen by people, like just have it be similar and close, but they didn't want that. But then they wouldn't be gold. 
right? They wouldn't be legendary if everyone gets a legendary, right? Um, so I mean, that is a I mean, stance I, I, to take, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I I don't disagree with it. I just am like, eh, I like seeing those, but I, I'm not. It's probably better. I think there were, I think there were too many spatulas in, in the game, just in general. Because uh, I, I remember yeah. like a couple times, just like uh, like being able to get like three or four spatulas. I I think. Uh, and I, this is my theory that maybe they're wanting uh, you to get spatulas more often at carousels mm -hmm. and make that a little bit more of an interactive experience, right? Sure. Uh, but we don't know. Uh, but yeah. I, I see where you're coming from. I'm okay with it decreasing a little bit. I, I don't... We have always fallen on different size on uh, RNG just in general. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always been victimized by it, <laughs> it throughout my entire life, so... Uh, I'm coming from that portion, so we'll we'll see. But we got we got to get going through through these uh, traits and stuff too. So yes. uh, those those changes are on the smaller side. Yeah. Uh, but and we don't know how much they decrease. It could just be like five percent. Right. Probably uh, won't even but notice. But we'll it, find honestly. out. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. Let's move on into the traits. We're starting with dragon. Due to how easy it is to get magic resistance and lack of options to play around it, we're lowering the strength of dragon. The, uh, the buff and Dragon's Claw. Dragon 2 is going from... Dragon 2 and Dragon's Claw are going from 83% magic reduction down to 75% magic reduction. I mean, seems good. A lot of the things that we talked about already yep. just really make this make sense. Uh, dodge plus magic resist is no fun in terms of being able to beat that. This is sort of a preemptive mitigation of that. Uh overall just and even. it's gonna make the jeweled gloves a little stronger because yeah. you can crit on the dragon's claw True. uh holder or dragon and it'll do a little bit more damage and True. i think like it shouldn't have been like a cancellation of sorcerers right. and i think this will uh help that yes uh the next thing is glacial another change that i'm happy about glacial procs are a little too powerful yep so we're making a similar consistency change that we did to a sword breaker and applying it to glacial glacial stun duration goes from two seconds to one and a half seconds but glacial stun chance goes from 20 30 to 45 to 20 33 to 50 so uh, when you have your uh four glacials you're actually gonna stun more often mm -hmm. uh, but for less time and i like that I like that a little uh, bit more. That almost seems like a burf to me. I mean, maybe I, I didn't do the math. Um, so maybe it's just worse, but that seems like consistently stunning seems better than the extra 0.5 seconds. But I could be wrong. Um, I, I think, well, it gives the, I think it gives the other character a chance to retaliate a little while, a little bit and makes the glacials a little bit more vulnerable. We'll see. It could be a burf, uh, but three, 3%, is not that much. It's right. when you finally do get the six glacials, which no one was really running six glacials. Right. And so we'll, we'll see. I, I say that a lot. I think we'll see is probably the number one thing I say in this podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see if that pans but, out, but <laughs> yeah. And, and, and yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah, yep. 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 Yeah. <laughs> 45 to 50. Uh, this is another change that might like just feel a little bit more frustrating or we might not see might feel ex the exact same but two seconds is a long time and, and, and in this game time is money right so a half True. second less even though you might be getting stunned more often uh it's just kind of a quality of life thing it feels like i agree the now that i'm thinking about it 0.5 seconds is not equal to three percent increase of stun chance like those two 
changes are are drastically different, and the 0.5 seconds is much more drastic. So it's definitely, I mean, I think it's a very slight burf that leans more on the nerf side than the buff side. But I, I mean, I still I still struggle because it almost gets reverted if two if two champs are attacking that same unit, like you're still in the same loop, but I guess that's always going to be bad. We will, we'll, we'll see. Uh, now I'm doing it. Although I was doing it before. Let's talk about void here. Uh, we've mentioned it before, but with the addition of Kaisa, we wanted to lower the power of early void. However, we, we still want to open up more build options and reward those who fully commit to void. Void is now a two, four, Buff uh, at two voids, one random void champion deals true damage this combat, and at four voids, all of your void champions deal true damage. So, just again, I mean, not a not a burf. This is just a straight nerf because, although I guess technically it is a burf because if you only had two voids before, now it's better, right? Like if you only have a Cassidan and a Rexi, it's better than if you only had a Cassidan and a Rexi before. Uh, but overall, that like hyper roll void is going to be much harder to do now. But mm-hmm. you can still get the payoff in the late late game if you want your Kaisa and your Kazix and your your uh, Kassin to to go off. You still can. It's like um, when you're running Imperials and you have a Draven and a Darius, and your Darius gets the Imperial buff. Right, right. It's not it's not what you want, but sometimes it lands on the Draven, and that's amazing. And mm-hmm. uh, they're moving voids into the same thing. Um, I happen to land on your <laughs> once again. I have, I've but this one's okay. This perfectly. <laughs> We've removed RFC's ability to ignore dodges, so now it only exists on Wild. Because of that, we're pulling a bit of power back out of the Yordles. Mm. The introduction of mittens also means we're adding a new nine piece chase option, and those uh, chase options are just. You, you get a bunch of spatulas mm-hmm. and you get the extra level uh, for those synergies. Yordle dodge chance goes from 35 to 60 and uh, goes into 30, 60, 90. So it's only a little bit less at the beginning. It's the same with your six Yordles at 60%. Uh, yeah, and this is good because dodge too much dodge will be frustrating. So mm-hmm. they're going to have to balance that around it. Maybe they'll maybe they'll land on it right away, but uh, this was a necessary change going into this next patch. Yeah, I think this is again like like the dragons a preemptive change that uh, needed to happen and 90%. It is very tough to get 9 yordles, right? Like you need all 6 yordles in and you would need 3 sparring gloves and 3 spatulas, so that's going to be a very unlikely scenario to happen, but when it does, you get the payoff, right? That's that's about as big of a payoff as you can get. Uh and I guess that they you deserve it at that point, but uh, the three Yordle <laughs> nerf is definitely, I think, good because that three-piece Yordle is just so strong, especially with Mittens now. It's just so easy to get three-piece Yordle, and some of the Yordles are just so good in and of themselves, like Poppy and Ken and, and Nara, like I said before. Last uh, trade adjustment here is going to be Assassins. And there's a lot of there's a lot of text here. The three piece assassin trait is going to actually be the same now. The six piece assassin trait is going to have the same crit damage of 150 percent crit damage, but it's actually going to have a lowered crit chance now, going from 25 percent down to 20 percent crit chance. And the nine uh, the nine piece assassin is going 
to have the same crit damage at 225, but it's now going to go from 40% crit chance down to 30. So just a minor uh, adjustment of crit chance on the uh, on the six and nine piece assassins, which makes sense because we're getting a bunch of crit chance increasers in the sparring gloves items. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is going to be the ninja stuff. Attack damage and ability power goes from 50 to 70 to 50 to 80. Ninjas have fallen out of favor, even though they like ran rampant at the beginning of TFT. Yeah. You rarely see it. I remember Ninja Elementals just being super frustrating yep. uh, back in the day. But now your four ninjas are going to get 10 more attack damage. And so we might be seeing a little bit more of that. Yes, they are getting uh, getting extra attack I, I like i like ninjas uh i think it's 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 really only been oppressive or like borderline unplayable and i'm hoping that this little nudge will make it a runnable option but not oppressive uh my good old nobles are getting a buff here from they're going from 25 heal on hit up to 30 i think this is again like nobles have been in that same spot where they're either unplayable or they're the best thing ever and this little nudge back up will hopefully make them a chaseable option, which I think is what they're going for. Yep. And next up will be shapeshifter bonus health is going to be the same uh, for your first three, but it's going to get nerfed from 120% bonus health to a hundred percent bonus health, which is absolutely necessary. And 20% decrease in health gain when you have all six shapeshifters is going to, you're going to feel it. And yep. just based off of our, our, our casting yesterday, shapeshifters did reign supreme. And then last but not least is rangers. 30% to 70% attack speed buff will go to 25% to 70%. So they're nerfing uh, like that glacial elemental ranger mm -hmm. uh, where, where any, any, anything that had just two rangers, they're trying to get you to try to focus in on four uh, by keeping that at 70%. But those are the traits. Those are the traits, and we will move into the home stretch here with the champs themselves. Anivia has been underperforming for five cost units, so we're changing her identity to be a strong unit that slows attack speed of the back line. She's getting a health buff uh, from 700 up to 750, so she's now got 50 more health than Kaisa. Attack speed going from 0.6 to 0.8, so that's a pretty sizable increase in attack. Starting mana going from 0, 100 to 50, 125, so slightly easier, 25% uh, or 25 mana easier to get that first alt off. And the ability targeting has gone from random targeting for Anivia's alt to the furthest target. Pretty, I mean, not, I mean, pretty big changes, but like, I think mostly just like a, they're shifting what she's doing and making her a little bit better in the process. Well, I think the starting mana is actually going to help a lot uh, mm -hmm. because who is in the back line usually? Uh, it's going to be your Dravens, your your Ashes, right? And so now, not only are you targeting that, you're going to be able to ult a little earlier on True. and affect that attack speed earlier on. So, it's not just about doing the damage either. It's about how much damage you're taking away from your opponents, right. and you're going to be doing that quicker uh, this time around it's, it's because you also have more attack speed. Yes. Uh, so we'll see, because Anivia doesn't feel like a level 5 unit right now. Yeah. To I, me, at least. I, she seemed all right, but it, yeah, it did seem very coin flippy. I've been on the uh, opposite side enough times where if my Draven gets hit with that Anivia alt, I'm like, well... Okay, I guess this this fight's <laughs> over. I'm just not going to be able to win. Uh, so 
definitely definitely a good change for Anivia. Here's a big one, Boop. Okay, ding is Ding Dong Cassassin's dead? <laughs> Ding Dong Cassadin might be dead. Cassadin has proven problematic as a DPS champ who can also gain a shield and also drain mana. Uh, that's what you call overtune. <laughs> We're shifting his identity into a frontline sorcerer and pulling out some of the damage. And I think that was their whole idea with Cassadin was as a frontline sorcerer. Uh, he is melee. Anyway, attack damage is going to go 50 to 45. So he's lost 15 attack damage in the last two patches. Attack speed will be dropped by 0.5. That's pretty much negligible. His mm -hmm. armor will increase 25 to 35, and then mana steel and shield power will uh, will go from 2040 to 60 to 2550 to 75. So that is a burf. That is a good old-fashioned burf, but I think the intended burf that they were looking for, they didn't want Kassin to necessarily be less powerful. They just didn't want him to be a DPS an carry, <laughs> an assassin. Yep. Now he's more of that frontline tank for sorcerers, which I think is what they wanted him to be all along, and they're just pushing that more, uh, more down that line. I mean, the notable thing here, even though attack damage uh, only going down 10, A, 10 is a lot. B, like that scales, right? So his level 2 is down by even more than 10 because it's, it always scales uh, linearly. Uh, level yep. three also going to be therefore going to be down even further than that. Uh, his crits, if you had IE or a different uh, crit uh, crit item on him, are going to be lower uh, if you, if you do make him an assassin. So he's not going to be that same powerhouse, just instantly killing people. I think a, a assassin is still going to be a fine option potentially, but it's not going to be the <laughs> same. You're not getting the same payoff that you did before. Um, and I think he's going to be more oriented towards being a, a tank for um, sorcerer comps, which is what I think he was really intended to, to be. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely. I think overall good. I think that I have a, a suspicion that they might need to, to tweak Cassin even more because um, it doesn't seem like it's enough, but we'll, uh, it, we'll see how it pans out here. Um, I think people are still going to be running Cassassin, uh, myself probably included. Uh, Misfortune here. We're adjusting Misfortune to be a to be a powerful auto attacker for gunslingers who rarely casts. But when she does cast, it's a big one. She's getting a health buff from 700 to 750. Again, 50 more than Kaisa. Attack speed going up from 0. 0.85 <laughs> to 0.95. So I think that might put her at like number three or four overall in attack speed. Uh, mana is going from 0.75 to 0.150, so literally twice as hard to cast. Ability damage. You guys going, ready for this next one? <laughs> ability damage going from 900, 1300, 1700 to 1300, 2K, 2700. Now, that last one is very rare because we almost never see tier 3 5 cost units. Um, but the ability targeting is also going from her current target, so whoever she's attacking to the furthest target. So almost certainly going to hit something at least most of the time now, instead of it almost always missing. 
<laughs> yeah, because like you would like be attacking someone, that person would die, and then all of a sudden you're just literally attacking air. Uh, but like the big, the big thing here is that the ability damage is now at rank one, just as strong as it was at rank two. Plus, you have auto attack speed. Plus, you have more health, even though the mana is increased. And I don't know. Well, this is this has been a change that a lot of people have said that are going to bring this fortune back. It does definitely like as we've talked through this, it feels like they're trying to get gunslingers into the game again. And this is a good cap on that, right? Because Misfortune is an AD carry in League of mm -hmm. Legends proper. And even though her ult is a big part of her kit, she also is really good with attack speed. One of her abilities gives her inherent attack speed. And we're moving closer to what I think thematically she should be too. And uh, we'll, we're definitely going to be seeing some Misfortune uh, coming up here. Yeah. Uh, it's just nice to actually have Misfortune be an option that you are willing to take and not feeling super bad for it. Just be like, man, I wish I had a Jinx or, you know what, just another Lucian. <laughs> I would take a Tier 2 Lucian over Misfortune a lot of the time. But uh, it's nice to actually have her be a, a pickable option here. Uh, All right. Yeah. Let's do this, man. We're we're at the home stretch, guys. Thanks for hanging in with us, uh, everyone who's been here the whole time, or if you just join in. Uh, we're about done here, and then again, there are some really funny bug fixes that we'll talk about uh, coming up. Yeah. Things that you're like going to be, you're going to turn your head and be like, "What?" The bug and so, tier one. Uh, so these are the changes. They're going by tier now, so they're small. Uh, tier one is going to be a Mordekaiser. A couple changes. Mana will start. Uh, 0 to 100 will now be 50 to 150, so he's going to ult sooner, which I think he needs. Uh, Mordekaiser's no, spell damage is going to be... the same. It still only it still needs 100 mana to get to his ult. Well, yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is since he's starting with 50, he's ult sooner, right? No, because he... Well, he... he the, the difference between his starting mana and his finishing mana is still 100, so he's going to ult at this... His first ult is going to come out at the same time, but his second ult oh, is okay. going to be harder uh, to get. It's been a guys. It's been a long podcast. It's been a long uh, podcast. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. We're 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 getting there. I swear the quality will be maintained. Uh, Mordekaiser <laughs> mana zero, uh, zero to one hundred, uh, fifty to one fifty. Mordekaiser spell damage two hundred three twenty five four fifty to two fifty five hundred seven fifty. So that's a ton more damage. Uh, Not so uh, much. Wait. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but level two, 500 damage. So AP items might work really well on him. You might actually want, he could be an item carrier now. Uh, that's that's yeah. really interesting. I love putting items on Mordekaiser for some reason. Yeah. Uh, then last on tier one is Tristana spell damage. 6090 to 120 goes to 7110 to 150. Yeah, the biggest thing for me is Mordekaiser. Like, he might be an item carrier. He might also be a forcing a tier three because 750 come on that's a that's big so i think a tier three mordkaiser is like a runnable option now like perfectly reasonable to do and man getting those alts off is gonna be brutal for the people on the opposing side at 750 damage crazy for Tier 2 units, we've got Blitzcrank getting a health increase from 600 to 650. Blitzcrank ability damage going from 100, 450, 800 to 250, 550, 850. Brahms mana going from 050 to 075. And Rek'Sai attack speed going from 0.65 down to 0.6. The big one here for me is Blitzcrank getting a 150% uh, a a buff to his initial ability damage. Um, 
I feel like we might Let's actually get those see caps some... on him. Might... Rabadon's yeah. death cap, sorcerer blitzkrieg. Let's yeah. do it, folks. Let's let's he'll reign supreme. One shot and all those carries in the back line. Uh, you know, and as we go through these uh, patch notes, another thing that's kind of dawning on me is that they're really making positioning like really important mm -hmm. going into this next patch. There's a lot of furthest enemies. You know, yep. Blitzcrank's getting a buff. Uh, you know, with the dodge stuff, it's yep. uh, positioning is going to be increasingly more important, which could potentially make Hex Text more strong. Uh, it's a lot to think about if you're on the balance team, but you're right. The Blitzcrank change here is pretty big. Brahm's mana going from 0 to 50, 0, 75. Mm -hmm. Uh, Braum with dodge, I think, is going to be pretty strong too. So I think that'll be good. And then uh, Rexai seems negligible, but they're just trying to tune those voids a little bit better going yeah. forward. If you guys are thinking about putting your assassin item on Rexai, think again. <laughs> you have point five less attack, point zero five <laughs> less attack speed. Yep. Uh, all right. So tier three, Ash's mana zero to one hundred is. 125 i would say ash is pretty impressive yep. uh katarina damage per tick is moving from 40 60 80 to 45 70 95 let her, it's rip. Another buff. Let her rip shivana burn damage is 250 375 500 to 200 300 400 uh again shapeshifters are in a very 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 strong spot right mm -hmm. now just trying to even it out a Viger spell damage, 300, 550 to 800, 350, 650 to 950, plus, again, his inherent ability to one-shot anyone who is lower than him yep. in level. Uh, Vi health is 650. So brawlers are getting a, a bit of a buff here. They're yep. getting a little bit of health. Uh, Vi spell damage. Uh, and for all of us who like building Morellos on Vi, this is definitely going to help out. 250, oh, yeah. 450, 650, going into 300, 500, 700. Volibear health also... Is, it seems like across the board, almost, uh, the Brawlers are getting 50 health. Uh, Volibear health, other than, like, Warwick. Yeah, Warwick isn't, which is probably... <laughs> yep, the two best. Yeah, ones. yeah, so Volibear attack... Yeah, Volibear health, uh, 700 to 750. Volibear attack damage, 75 to 70. That is most likely due to what you were saying with more... Like, saying that Volibear will be good with a lot of these uh, mm -hmm. items. So that seems to be a preemptive nerf right there. And yep. the Volibear attack speed going to be moving up 0 0.05 as well. That is a Volibear burf, if we've ever seen one. Yeah, make 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 brawlers great again. Uh, all we see are knights and shapeshifters. I want to see some brawlers again. Uh, and Vigar, I I always like Vigar. He's one of my favorite just champions in TFT, just because like he has such a cool like one shotting a, a a champ is just so strong. And of course, Katarina, a personal favorite as well. So nice to see the buffs for the tier three champions. On to the tier four, we've got Akali attack speed going from 0.7 to 0.85. Nars health going down from 750 to 700. Nars transform health going from 300, 600, 900 down to 250, 450, 650. Jinx getting a minor 0.05 attack speed buff. Kindred getting also the same exact 0.05 attack speed buff from 0.65 to 0.7. Kindred's ability duration going down from 456 seconds to three four five seconds sejuani getting a 50 health nerf uh from 850 to 800 and sejuani stun duration going from two seconds four seconds six seconds to two seconds 3.5 seconds five seconds pretty big sejuani nerf there i also agree was needed yeah yeah uh cc is strong um yes. outside of that just small changes nar though gets another health yeah. uh nerf after getting a huge buff a couple patches ago i think uh, that's four good four straight buffs uh patches of buffs for nar was enough now they need to tune it back down. <laughs>
<laughs> Tier 5, Swain damage per tick, 50, 100, 150. He goes to 40, 80, 120. That's pretty big. Uh, Swain heal per tick is 40, 70, 100, 30, 60, 90. And Yasuo health will go seven to seven, 700 to 750. Uh, so the thing about Swain, too, is dodge will be very, very good on him. Yes. Uh, especially anyone who can like heal like that so yep. like i think gunblade will be good on people who can dodge it'll be especially better on kennen and again these are just like preemptively helping with those dodge things uh yep. but yeah that's it for those uh for those champs we're almost there folks almost there okay I'm going to rattle through these. Uh, we already talked about Dragon's Call. Frozen Heart, 30% attack speed slow, now up to 35% attack speed slow. Infinity Edge, uh, we also talked about from 200% crit damage down to 150. Rapid Fire Cannon no longer grants. Uh, attacks can't be dodged. Titanic Hydra is going from 10% max health in Splash to a 3% max health to the target and adjacent enemies behind them. That seems like a very big uh, nerf, be especially uh, since, I don't know, because Titanic Hydra did so not when, need a nerf. Uh, well, I think what it, it's doing here is that Titanic Hydra, because I, I actually specifically remember this, I built it on Braum just for the lulls uh, a little mm -hmm. earlier this week, and um, the Splash like, never hit anybody. So uh, I think that it, just based on the angle of how you're being attacked, like, you might even have some people behind you that it's not even hitting. So uh, this way it's a guaranteed hit at least to a couple people. So gotcha. you're getting 3% more often and more frequently. I actually think this is a buff. So okay. we'll see. Um, yep. And then Zephyr is now a unique item. So you can't build two Zephyrs on the same champion. Not, I don't even know what it does. If you do that, I have no idea. So we can't do it can, anymore. <laughs> uh, or did say this, uh, you can build it on uh, multiple, so you can still build multiple zephyrs, uh, yes. just not on one person. Right. All right. Down to the bug fixes, my friends. Yes. Gangplank and Akali now have proper move speed. <laughs> Ranger's focus now properly grants 100% attack speed. That's good. Uh, Ranger's focus can no longer stack on itself. <laughs> matchmaking is less streaky so you're going to be facing hopefully the same person in a row less often chivana's ability tooltip no longer says she prevents healing at least it's oh. this is this is my favorite one um at least spiderlings now have the correct stats <laughs> and the, and the <laughs> so were they too strong or too weak i'm confused now <laughs> but they're the correct stats now uh the range of lucian's ability will always equal his attack range will be last and that's it folks that is patch 9.19 we did it yes. we made it to the end it was a marathon you know our brains got wrinkled and smooth and wrinkled again but i think we're i think we're i think we're here we've made it we've we've arrived yes we have arrived and i cannot wait to play this tomorrow in our real life world but probably later today in podcast world uh, but yeah, guys, that's it. I don't have any more in me. That was a very long show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you check out uh, the Discord, discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast, the new Patreon, patreon.com slash Little Legends Podcast. We're going to be updating that, improving that. Make sure you let us know what you want to see there. Follow us on Twitter at Little or at L I L Legends Pod. Uh, let's see what else prediction. Make sure that you're following, uh, and subscribing to the predictions podcast feed. That is very, very important for us as we build out the show there. But before we go, boop, where can people find you on the internet? At Boopasaurus Rex on Twitter. 
Yes, and you can find me at the underscore Blevins on Twitter. I'm going back to my original accounts, the League of Blev account will still exist, but it's probably just going to be doing retweets, at least for now. But guys, that's going to be it. Thank you everyone for listening, and we will see you guys next week for even more Team Fight Tactics action. Bye! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.